Ivy Coaches presents. Hello, Ivy Coaches listeners. This is a new series by Coach Pederi, who is a professional certified coach by ICF with 12 years in leadership and 5 years in coaching. He will be interviewing his peer executive coaches who have spent years helping organizations and individuals grow their business and achieve their goals. Please join us for this week's interview with Coach Pedari. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our first podcast with our fellow coach, Jacopo Nicelli from Milano. Jacopo has worked in more than 20 countries, a very experienced coach with a very diverse background and a very, very interesting philosophy. He has um, obtained BA in business studies with combined in 30 plus years within people development, exposure to helping them understand uh, strategies, objectives, needs. So Jacob has a, a great experience within um, multinationals. He has worked as principal consultant and freelance for instructional design, developing sales models, training and facilitation of management skills for large and medium consulting companies, as well as many educational institutions as well. He has a great experience in the L&D department and segment, as well as his um, experience is vast within emotional intelligence, power presentations, change management, NLP. So among the companies Jacopo has worked with are big names such as Johnson & Johnson, Bosch, Pirelli, Pfizer, and I can go on and on on this list, Jacopo. I can say this is a very impressive experience and background. So tell us, to start with, how is everything in Milano and how are you doing today? Uh, uh, hello, everyone. Um, uh, good morning from Milano, Italy. Thank you so much, uh, Coach Fudari, for your um, very nice and, and enriching presentation. Uh, you make me look uh, so much better than what I really am. And uh, Milano, it's... Um, supposed to be much warmer than it is and uh, it's a nice day today so i hope that it's a nice day for everyone who's listening as well and um, business is um, recovering from the pandemic and uh, people are still a bit aware and still a bit uh, uncertain about the situation but still life goes on and business uh, needs to catch up in order for families to to have the possibility to pay their bills at the end of month. So all in all, uh, all is good and uh, happy to be here with you. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, it's a great pleasure and honor. So today's session is purely focusing on delegation. Could you tell us more about what delegation is and is not? Sure. Uh, well, uh, delegation um, is mainly a management and leadership uh, approach and practice, which has a uh, a wide variety of benefits, of positive outcomes, and of um, results, both for the manager, for his team, um, members, of course, and for the organization as a whole. And uh, when done properly, it really uh, has um, a, a very powerful ripple effect towards all the stakeholders who are involved. So. Uh, on top of saying this, that uh, it's a very powerful leadership uh, approach and tool, 
um, if we wanted to give a definition about delegation, it would be that delegation is sharing or transfer of, of authority and the associated responsibility from an employer or superior to an employee or sub subordinate. So delegation, in fact, is a skill that we have all heard about. Um, but not so many managers that we encounter in companies really do understand the meaning and the way to approach delegation. It can be used either as an excuse for dumping failure onto the shoulders of someone else, or as a dynamic tool for motivating and training and really upskilling your team to realize their full potential. So it's, it really is a very strong approach to motivate, to engage, to, to, to raise a bar for uh, the team members. And at the same time, it's a time management tool. So it, from a good delegation, you can, you can go into the field of time management because if you delegate properly, you free up time for yourself to go on to more strategic uh, decision-making or strategic activities or strategic projects, whatever it is. So by delegating properly, you're actually having more time to go on to higher responsibility uh, situations, which only you uh, should be taking care of. So uh, you need to have a specific position of power in order to delegate. And by having the, the power, you're able to tra transfer parts of your authority to someone else. Most of the time, there's, there's this um, uh, incorrect approach by managers who think that they're actually de delegating activities. In actual fact, delegation is about transferring authority, as I just said, and transferring an outcome, transferring a result, transferring a success, transferring uh, something which is definitely more uh, powerful, more engaging, and more significant for the person who's being delegated and for the organization as a whole. So you're not delegating someone to go and do photocopies, but you're delegating someone to go and speak with a key opinion leader in the field of your business environment. Or you're delegating someone to uh, come up with an idea of how to uh, have a more powerful hoover that we use at home without using more electricity. That's what you're delegating. You're not delegating someone to go and measure how, how long is a, the, um, the handle of, um, of the Hoover because it's already there in a drawing somewhere. So um, be very careful when you're delegating how you, you're doing it. And we're going to be talking about this later on in the podcast. But mainly the main principle is you're delegating authority and you're delegating responsibility. So it's you're, you're taking it away from yourself and you're giving it to one of your team members, one of your employees. Great start and very, very um, deep thought in regards to what delegation actually means. So there are definitely um, different ways of looking at this. But how would you uh, describe, you know, if I would say, how delegation should actually, is there a system? How should delegation be provided or given out? Can you share with us uh, your thoughts in terms of how should delegation uh, take place and if there's a system to take us through that? Sure. Uh, well, uh, the how, it's, it's pretty broad, but nonetheless, uh, let's see if we can, uh, you know, transfer in this podcast um, the, the main hows and, and the main approach of, of how to, to properly and effectively uh, delegate. So um, initially, the first, the very, very first step is on deciding and determining the task, which is 
needed or worth delegating um, and finding the right person for the role. So first of all, it's a task, the activity, the project, and the person to whom you're going to be uh, transferring your authority. Um, there are three main steps for effective delegation. Um, and the, so in actual fact, it's determining the scope of the powers that the person you're delegating is going to be having. How much power is he going to be having? So how, how much is, is he going to be deciding and so on? We're going to be talking about this in, in just a minute. So after determining the scope of the powers, you have to select the person and you have to decide on supervision and controlling the process. So first, you need to establish the scope of powers. And here we have three main principles. The first is identifying the desired outcomes. So what is it that you're actually expecting as an outcome from your delegation? So the, here the emphasis is on the results and the successes that you're going to be gaining, that the team is going to be gaining, or that the organization, the company is going to be gaining from this activity, this delegation activity. And also, uh, you're going to be improving the skill set of the employee that you're delegating. Because many times, delegation is not only um, looking for a result, looking for an achievement, looking for a success, but it's also training and improving uh, the skill set of your team members and uh, having them be more proud and empowered and motivated and engaged in what they do. So by properly delegating, you're doing this. Then the second aspect is the constraints of the process, which deals with what the person can do with your acknowledgement and authority. If a nasty situation uh, turns out or comes up, or if there's some trouble, do they inform you first or do they decide themselves? This is something you have to decide right at the beginning. There's so many aspects that many managers don't think about and don't decide before delegating, then actually can can um, corrupt and can damage the, the process of delegation in itself because upfront they haven't decided what they're actually doing and how they're doing it. So it's, it's important to define the boundaries of the person's authority in relation to the goal that they're having at hand. So you want to inform them about the rules and the regulations that are going to be shaping their decision-making and their performance. The third point is the boundaries of the task. You have to define the boundaries of the task. So the task goes from A to B or from A to Z or from A to P, whatever it is, and how much authority they're going to be having. So the, the range and, and uh, the, the wideness of the authority that the person you're delegating is going to be having whilst he's going to be taking this activity, this, this result, and, and actually working on it. So you want to make them aware of what they need to do and when they need to do it. So you essentially want to match the responsibility of the task with the correct level of authority. It's crucial also to rem remember to ensure you choose a person who's the best suited for the role in terms of his or her skill sets and someone who can actually learn a lot from this role that you're going to be delegating. So in terms of supervision, it has to be clear to all the parties how often you're going to be checking up on the process. If you will want a status upgrade regarding the progress of the project and how often it's going to be. If it 
if it helps, you need to clarify also the guidance and the support available to ensure that the person won't be fit, feel as if he's left out in the cold in Alaska or be unaware of when and how to seek for help. So he needs to be clear and relaxed and he needs to be also uh, confident that if something wrong goes and, or happens, you're going to be there and available for him to support him and to get rid of the barriers which are uh, hindering the process of the delegation. It's, in, it's also essential to remember that even though you are delegating res responsibilities and authority, the ultimate power remains in your hands. So success, of course, it's, it's his, and failure, it's on the manager. So uh, you're not delegating in order to um, to make someone feel bad if they don't make it, if they won't have success in the face of everyone else. So um, failure is not an excuse to make someone feel bad or to make someone look bad in the face of everyone else in the company, but failure is, as always, uh, an opportunity to improve, to learn, and to grow, and to decide what to do next time uh, a similar situation would come across. So overall, I, this is, um, I would say, that the main points that, um, that you or a manager should uh, think of when uh, he's deciding uh, to delegate an activity, to, de to delegate uh, a result, as we said. So the, the how is, is in these terms. That's an amazing insight. Uh, thank you for that, Coach. And if I go back to what you said, it's very clear that there are essential uh, steps for anyone who, who wants to start thinking of delegating. Uh, you know, I heard the, the when. Yeah, the, 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 I call them the five W's if I, I caught them right. So the, the when should delegation happen? What should be delegated? Whom should it be delegated to? Why should we delegate? And one point that you kind of touched on was which main aspects, right, needed to be considered when delegating. Um, with that said, with that being highlighted, are there any um, pitfalls <laughs> uh, to be expected? And, and if so, how do you avoid them? How, do you, how does a manager or, or a leader or, or an associate or, or a business partner, you name it, how can they foresee or avoid a pitfall of delegation, if so? Right. Um, well, as in all management activities nowadays, even in the situation, I'm talking about the financial and, and economic situation, which is uh, involving uh, all global multinationals, uh, where there's a... Um, a very strong focus on cost reduction, uh, which means uh, basically that managers and everyone else within the company are doing lots more than what they used to do maybe three or five or six years ago. So this means that uh, leadership needs to be upgraded, needs to be fine-tuned by every manager. So unless managers don't realize that the present situation needs uh, an upgrading of their capabilities and their skills in, in being leaders, they will, uh, you know, uh, sign a big check into uh, most likely uh, being uh, in situations like being in burnouts or being um, see, seen um, as a as a weak leader by uh, the company, or also being, you know, uh, 
laid off and sent home uh, because uh, because you're not up to what the current situation of the markets is demanding. Pitfalls, I mean, there are many pitfalls if you don't delegate properly. So one of these, as I said before, is that um, there are certain managers who do not delegate because they're afraid that something's going to be happening at their role. Or they're afraid that someone's going to be taking over their seat, their office, their chair, their desk, whatever, because they think they know better than anyone else. So there are many reasons why, and we're going to be talking about why managers don't delegate, um, maybe later or in the next chapter of this podcast. But anyways, the pitfalls are, are many and, and pretty nasty or dangerous for managers. Um, and how to, you asked me uh, just now, could I, how to avoid these pitfalls? Well, first of all, uh, you should never micromanage. Uh, this is a golden, golden rule for any situation, but even more for delegation. So when you delegate to someone, you should never micromanage the activity of delegation. So uh, you give your responsibility to your team member, you give them the resources, you give them the proper training, you give them um, the budget, you give them the support, you praise them when, when they do well, you discuss with them how to do better and so on, and you let them alone in doing their, their, their job. So first of all, something that you should never do is micromanage. The other thing is that you should never abdicate control either. So you're not shifting yourself onto someone else. You should not actually take your crown off and giving it to someone else, but you're transferring authority and power. Not all of it, just a piece of it, which is enough for the employee to uh, to actually come back with a good result uh, in the proper times and so on. Uh, something else you should consider is that nobody is the same. So if you would be doing that same activity in a certain amount of time, you cannot expect your team member to be as good as you are or to be as good as someone else is. So always consider who you have in front of you. What are his needs? What are his limits? What are his constraints? What are his desires? Whatever. But always consider who you have in front. So you have to have a balance between allowing the employee's leeway to develop new skills. At the same time, you have to balance this with monitoring the work to ensure the quality. So something else that you should never do is to, to delegate upwards because you don't have the authority and you don't have the power delegate upwards and uh, something else is that you have to be sure that the team member knows how to approach you for the, for the guidance and in case he has questions or problems that come up so if he doesn't know and he feels lost and and or he feels afraid that he's going to be getting into trouble because he's, he's going to be coming up to you with something he didn't understand or he didn't ask before well that's another way to to you know to deflate the potential of delegation. And something else you should be avoid uh, is to um, unload difficult tasks onto the employees without considering how well these uh, tasks fit with the person and the career path and the future of this person within the company. So you should also consider a bonus, uh, which not, not necessarily is uh, a monetary bonus, but it could be, uh, you know, that uh, a person can have a bit 
um, a day off or half a day off after great success um, coming from a delegated uh, activity or could have a career opportunity as an outcome. Of course, he should be recognized for the good work uh, that he's done and um, maybe even other benefits. So overall, in order to, to have an effective uh, delegation process, you have to avoid these pitfalls. Amazing. Thanks for that. Um, I have a question. You know, you just reminded me of my own experience within uh, my previous uh, roles, where you know, as a leader or as an associate. You touched on something very, very, very important when you said, "Do not delegate upwards." And yeah. obviously, that is very uh, true. Uh, with a lack of authority, that is not possible. Do you think that the delegation, you know, mindset can be achieved alone? Or is it a culture within an organization or within a company or within a department which has to be uh, nurtured, has to be created? Um, or can one individual start this delegation, let's say revolution, if you would like to say that? Uh, and and how, you know, is that even possible? And if so, how? Uh -huh.